This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years experience in Maryland and PA region. And I have the man that is with me from Presidential Bank Mortgage, the guy with all the money, who has all the knowledge and controls all the interest rates, Mr. Terry Kernan. Do you like how I said controls the interest rates? I do. I do. Ah, I you're do. in charge. Finally, you're somebody's large. realizing I'm in charge. Yes, you are in charge. Large and in charge right here. And those guys inside that D.C. boatway and the New York City and the Fed and Wall Street and everybody, they are tuning in and they are listening to you. So. Absolutely. All right, let's get right on into it. Welcome back, everybody, for all of our new listeners. Thank you, guys. Everybody, if you could, click on the Like Live button, the bell. Every time we come on, you'll get us, Terry and I, and we're bringing the most relevant information each and every week. Terry, this is number program 340 um, on this beautiful um you know, January 13 day here, Saturday. So, yeah. And so this is uh, amazing. Yeah. So last week, guys, awesome program. If you missed it, you missed it. I'm sorry, but you can go back in WFMD.com in the drop down and you can check it out under your Frederick Real Estate Update. We had Mr. Kenny McLean on the appraiser. Um, great, great time with him as always. And he wants to come back in like June and give an update and everything. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean the way he performed, he, he, our jobs are in jeopardy. I think yeah, Kenny man, did a I great job. I, I was like listening <laughs> to him. I'm like, boy, Kenny's really gotten great at this. Uh, no, Kenny's a good friend and a great appraiser, uh, and he did an awesome job. And thanks, Kenny, for uh, you know being so supportive of of uh, us and the realtor market, the realtor community. Uh, the mortgage community, Kenny, yep. is um, outstanding. Definitely. So make sure you reach out to him. Anyone that's looking to get, um, he, he will answer questions, help you as best he can. And, of course, above all things, do a pre-home um, appraisal, help you with valuation and such like that. Um, make sure you give him a call. Listen to last week's program at his number is 240-285-1317 or 301-694-5666. Make sure you get to Kenny McLean with Six and Associates and McLean Associates over there in here in Frederick. And uh, also, real quick, a shout-out again to Community Title Network, Meg Guller and company and everybody. They are awesome being a sponsor for us now as well. And Connie Phillips here, insurance in Frederick, and uh, and all that good stuff. So, and of course, Presidential Bank Mortgage is always. You guys always do an amazing job, and all that good stuff. So, all right, let's get right on into it, Terry, real fast. Oh, before we do, I think you said there was like some really important, amazing news. Incredible news coming out from uh, uh, Gonzaga College High School down in D.C. Uh, if you listen to the show enough, and if you know me, um, uh, our son Terry. Is uh, went to school there. Joey went to school there, but Terry went back, started teaching, uh, coaching. Uh, he's been coaching there since he got out of college in 2012. And um, three years ago, he transitioned into, he was a math teacher, uh, still is a math teacher, but he transitioned into the assistant athletic director position under Joe Rada, and who is a great friend, great mentor for Terry, uh, Coach Terry. Uh, when Terry played quarterback there. But uh, Joe passed away suddenly last June. So they've been searching for a replacement um, at Gonzaga. And uh, 
Terry was it was announced yesterday that Terry is now the new athletic director. So yeah. a huge shout out to uh, to Mary Susan Nye's uh, oldest child, who we're very very proud of. We're proud of all of our children, but you better be. But <laughs> yesterday was especially proud yeah. uh, for Terry, and um, I've been inundated with you know congratulation texts and calls and everything else. So. Uh, way to go. You know, Gonzaga has a lot going on. It's an awesome, special place. Yep. Um, and, you know, just to give you an idea, this this upcoming NFL draft, uh, Caleb Williams, who could be the number one pick or number two, hopefully, to the to the uh, commanders, uh, is a Gonzaga grad that Terry uh, taught. And, nice. Uh, t- t- Terry just... Loves him. He's a great kid, and and also in the top five to ten, probably in the top five, is uh, Olu uh, Fashanu, who is a uh, offensive tackle with uh, with Penn State, who Terry also coached and taught, and um, and so it's pretty exciting down at uh, at Gonzaga, and uh, wish Terry the best, and uh, can't wait to see what the future holds for. That's awesome. Those guys will keep doing good, and he'll get more people in the NFL and all over in sports industry. So yeah, go Purple Haze, right? Uh, purple Eagles. Purple there. Eagles. I purple. said Purple Haze because <laughs> it's purple. Jimmy Hendricks. Purple, purple. That's Jimmy Hendricks. Ah, <laughs> hey, I was going old school for a minute. Sorry there, but I still love the purple. All right, let's get right on to it. Terry. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Here we go. Active homes for sale in the county is drum roll 265 we can't get over 300 if our life depended on it spring markets on the way folks we're getting pretty excited over here hoping that we get above 300 homes really we need to get above 500 to start to have some stuff for buyers to choose from um i tell you i still got buyers i have at least 60 to 75 buyer searches going on at all times and uh some of them are like darren i haven't seen a house for sale that meets my criteria in the last week what's going on What's going on is there's no inventory. So, you know, 265. All right, resales, 147 of them. Average time, 56 days on the market. Ooh, we keep going. We up were at 52, bit. up a little bit. It's just that arrow t- is pointing up. It is. That's weird. That makes no sense for having the severe lack of inventory. Uh, new construction is down to 118. Coming soon's 27 again. Till we get that number up to 50 to 100, we're just not seeing a lot happening in that regard. So, pending under contracts, we have 106. Oh, this is this is something that's just weird. Brand new builds. We have 169 of them under contract in our county, and we have 161 resales. We have more <laughs> brand new homes under contract than resales. People, give me a call. Let's get your house under contract and sold while it's at the top. Right? That, that's just amazing. But, yeah, we've never but that's seen the state that. of the state of our business right now. It is. It's kind of. Little lopsided, if you will, but we're 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 taking it right. Average time of those resales, Terry's 28 days. Sold in the last 30 days, crossing over into 2024. 187, lowest I think I've ever seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That number usually just you know I know we have a lot of repeat listeners, but um, that number usually hovers around 300. Oh yeah, in a slow market. Yes, in a slow market. Mm -hmm. We've been in a slow market. That number has been hovering around 300 because I always look, and now it's 187. So that gives you an idea that that 
Uh, not Look a lot what happened there. in the fall. These are all the homes that went under contract in October and November, by the way. And we're still going to see this lag even into the next month into February because all the homes, Terry, as you know, that are selling in February, most of those went under contract in December. And we all know what December was. December was known as probably the slowest month in real estate we've seen in who knows how long. So March and April will be interesting because that's when we'll start to see the activity that's happening now, which has increased. And you can talk about that with the loan applications and what's happening. And sold the last 30 days, they're still hanging on about 25 days and um, 24 brand new homes sold in the last 30 days. And the average price was 502. So again, we went just above that 500 marker. Um, by the way, the highest ever we had seen is the average was about, um, was like 508 or 510 or so like that. And the sold price list ratio went down just a little smidgen to 99.6. So, all righty, here we go. And Kenny, I see you on. Thanks for watching and tuning in all the time. We announced you once again. Make sure you call Kenny McLean appraiser for pre-sale appraisals and any questions that you have about when it comes to valuation of properties at 301-694-5666 or 240-285-1317. All right, Terry, what's going on in the mortgage world? So this was a big week, followed up by the uh, jobs number, right? We, we talked about the jobs number last week, and uh, I talked about uh, what was going to be big this week to help with the uh, direction of rates is uh, the CPI, which came out on Wednesday, and then Thursday was the PPI, the Producer Price Index. Let's talk a, real quick about it. CPI came in higher than expected, okay? came in at 0.3. So it was higher than expected. It was only supposed to be 0.2. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. Yeah. But the good news is the market kind of shrugged it off and said, hey, that's okay. Let's wait to see what the PPI does. The PPI is the cost of wholesale prices, okay? okay? The cost to produce goods. Here's the good news. So that PPI was going up. The cost to build things was so rapidly rising. Last month, totally unexpected, dropped by 0.1%. Okay? Okay. If you take the core rate, which is taking out energy and um, food, is that the PPI was actually at zero. It was flat. So that is really, really good news because what it's saying is that the cost of building things, the cost of making things, the cost of producing things is leveled out. It's actually ticked down a little bit. The cost of those items continue to rise. So so it's kind of like, why do you think that's happening? Could be so many people took it on the chin. So many people took it on the chin during um, the pandemic that maybe they're just not, you know, lowering any prices just yet. Um, but in our industry, we're starting to see, you know, the, the costs to build out uh, homes, which is very important, has kind of leveled off. There is still some supply issues that we need to deal with. So those numbers, let's cut to the chase. Uh, people are starting to predict 78% of the people that know what they're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, the, the experts in our field, 78% of them say that the feds could very, very well cut rates starting in March. If that happens, it will... It, Rates will go down a little sooner than I predicted. Mm -hmm. I think March might be a little soon. You know, the Fed meets every six weeks, so maybe, you know, bring it in in May. But uh, they're very interested in getting the rates uh, cut, 
get them lower. Uh, National Association of Home Builders um, chief economist was at the uh, Builder Breakfast this past Tuesday and basically said that rates are going to continue to go down this year, um, probably not under 6%. But it, that, here's the point. They're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I don't have the beat red face trying to figure out what's going on <laughs> and what the next move is anymore. I feel very comfortable with the direction of rates. So that's, that's it. Good. Yeah, very good, very good. Hey, make sure if you want to have a question, uh, you can either get on. A lot of you guys are on Facebook Live with me and such like that. Um, 301-694-9363, or you can text it also. And Frankie over here, producer, will go ahead and get that to us for Terry and I to answer. Terry, one of the things you mentioned, uh, this segment we're going to call What the Heck is on the Way? What is on the horizon, Okay. Um, before I get into what that is, though, this could be on the horizon. You had mentioned to me about life estate and uh, life estates and wills and power of attorneys and all these um, things like that when it comes to home ownership and how that affects loans and such like that. So anybody that out there that's dealing with a potential because this is happening more and more. What are you seeing? What is going on? What sparked that subject? So we had borrowers come to us and um, their mother lives in Michigan. And their mother's health is failing. And basically they said, we have a court order that, uh, and the daughter said, I am the guardian. I am the conservator, which it depends. It's basically the same word, but it's used in different states. So in Michigan, they say conservator. In Maryland, it's usually guardian. So, so it's the same thing. But she basically said, I am the conservator for my mom and I can sign for her, and I uh, have a court order to buy her house. The court has basically said it is in my mom's best interest to sell the house before she passes. And so what they did is they're buying the house. So the daughter is going to sign the contract as the seller for her mom. Okay. And then she's going to turn around, and she's going to sign the other side of the contract as the buyer. So the question is, wow, that doesn't kind of sound right. But <laughs> all the documents point in that direction. All the documents cover the basis. All the documents make it a no-brainer. But what they also did was they put it into a life estate. So when you're planning your mom's estate, your own estate, this is something to really, really think of. And you've got to talk to somebody. You've got to do it with somebody that knows what they're doing, somebody that plans the estates. But what they did was they put uh, they put it into a life estate. So what is a life estate? Okay. Basically, what we're taking a look at is a life estate um, in, in simple terms. It's, it's an estate that deals with real property that ends in death, which okay. means that Mom can live there, which is their goal all along. And that's what the court order said, is you can sell it to yourself. You can sell mom's property to yourself, being one of the heirs or the heir. and But she has to have a place to live until she dies. So what they did was they did a life estate. Life estates kind of threw a wrench into it because what you're doing is a life estate is real property that ends in death. And that's when the property rights revert to the original owner or to another person. So basically what you're taking a look at is 
the life estate says that the mom can live there and will live there with, you know, and she'll have an interest in that property until she dies, even though she's selling it. Right. She, that is going to be her final, you know, resting place. And so what you're taking a look at is Fannie Mae says, yeah, we'll deal with life estates. That's fine. But what basically happened was nobody that services the loans, you know, all the big guys. And, I, and, and it's not just Mr. Cooper. It's just not Chase. It's just not – it's not true. It's everybody out there that, that buys loans on the secondary market doesn't want to service it because, as you can see, the life estate will get – can make it a little, you know – Wonky. Is it riskier or is it just because it's going to end? It's, I think it's the, uh, not a lot of people deal with it. Okay. So Fannie Mae says, well, yeah, we'll deal with a life estate, but all the people that want to buy it say, you know what? There's enough business out there that we don't yeah. need to deal with wow. life estates. So this is more of a niche market. Yes. So this is very niche. So what, how did we overcome it? I took it to loan committee at presidential and we put them in a seven, one arm which okay. is a very, very popular program, but it's 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 our portfolio loan. So what is a portfolio loan? Just as a reminder for everybody out there, a portfolio loan is a loan that does not get sold on the secondary market. We don't have to sell it to Fannie. Um, we're going to keep it on our shelf, and we're going to help these uh, this family out because they're kind of in a bind because mom, you know, yeah. it, health's failing. And and it makes it much easier when you deal with selling properties before somebody passes. So once again, think about it. And you got to make sure that how you set it up, the best thing I can compare, compare it to, Darren, is when you finally decide that you're going to build a house yourself. And this I can relate to because I've been in the building business for 38 years now is when you decide you're going to build the house and you work with an architect and you build exactly what you want and it's beautiful, but you didn't consult with the builder to see if you can actually build what you wanted to build. Mm, okay. Okay. That has happened over the years to me where the builder says, Hey, that's beautiful, but it did. You can't build that mm -hmm. or it's going to be so cost prohibitive, whatever the case. So what I'm saying is that, Planning an estate is very important. Planning it correctly is even more important. Okay? Good. So so basically, think about it. Uh, life estate is fine, but it also might make sense to not keep it out of the life estate, but do sell it up front. Whatever the case may be, please consult an expert because this is something where, you know, these people had nowhere to turn uh, and they would be in a, you know, it, they'd be in a very bad pickle. Uh, they went to another lender and, who spent three months trying to get Ooh. this deal done, and, and we got it done in a week. So Wow. There you go. So that's good to know. Anytime you have questions on some of this, Terry and these guys can push in the right direction and all that. Speaking of all this stuff, estate wills and all that, uh, yesterday was at a listing in Bethesda and uh, Rockville up there in Fallowood, the big high-rise condos, which are gorgeous. Um, up there. And yep, same thing. We had, you know, 
have uh, the owner of the property had <clears throat> passed away, as referred to me, and um, come to find that the um, the owner had uh, gotten their paperwork good, had the will, and had no family members available. So had a very, very good friend that has the power of attorney and, and um, has the directives <clears throat> for being able to do all that in the uh, letter of administration. And so everything was legally all in place and in line. And, um, yeah, and, and without that, and that's the thing is even as agents, Terry, is without having the right uh, directive and letters of administration and power of attorneys and all these kind of things like that, we cannot legally sell a property unless we have that. You just can't say, hey, um, you know, so this is, uh, this is something that we work on and see quite a bit as well. So that's really, really important, guys. I just want to say to everybody out there, make sure, seriously, make sure you update your will. Make sure you have one of those. Almost 35% of all people don't even have one. And you don't want to be going through crazy probate and all this and messes and all that kind of stuff for that. So making sure to update those. And we have, we have some great resources, by the way, that can point you in that direction. We get nothing from it. We just want to make sure that everybody's protected because when it comes to medical directives or when it comes to wills and estate and when it comes to ownership or homes or being, you know, uh, part of all that, it's really, really important that you have that correct. Yes. And, and maybe we should even have somebody on. Yeah. And I've got somebody in mind. If that you we'll have somebody, get them. Let's go. That'd I be do, really do, good because this is so needed. All right. What's on the horizon? Terry, what in the world for the next six, seven minutes? What's on the horizon? What's on the horizon is this, the U.S. population. Do you realize we have 337 million plus Americans and 110 million households, 72 million millennials. And out of those, one of the largest generations ever, bigger baby boomers. Did you know that 40 million, it's predicted, 40 million of them are going to purchase a home in the next five to seven years. And that is almost nearly seven to eight million homes per year. And currently we've been running about, which is an average good year, about five million homes sell per year in the United States. And the thing is, we're already short housing. We already have a massive lack of inventory. We seem to, you know, people say, Darren, 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 the building everywhere. What in the world? We're still not having enough housing to meet the demand. And so um, so this is something that's really becoming a larger, larger problem. But do those numbers stagger your mind or what? They do. They do. And and I mentioned I was at the uh, Frederick County Builders Association uh, breakfast the other day, and uh, we had the chief economist and also the CEO of the uh, Nas- National Association of Home Builders. And one of the interesting parts they brought up is that we are s- that that we don't have the people to build, and I've talked about that, but they said that more and more people are living in their parents' basement. Obviously, we're talking about that right now. Yep. But they said that, that the uh, less than two people, like the average family is, is down to like 1.6 children which were all the kids what they're the not rich, doing what i'm doing no so <laughs> so they said this this housing crunch that we're feeling today yeah may not be around in 25 years because we have a kind population of a deep depopulation yeah we but yeah. right now it is really really bad 
Yeah, we're definitely feeling it. You know, um, so many people coming into this country, just the growth in every which way, and nobody wants to live in a car under the bridge, right? The, but here's the problem, Terry. We're still experiencing, and we probably will, and I don't know if this will ever change, but there are more rules and regulations and red tape to get a home, um, you know, permit and approved and building, and especially coming out of the raw land and acquisition. And as you know, I meet a lot with, uh, like, Billy Shreve and them that deal with a lot of this kind of stuff in our area and um and it takes years and years and years a lot of this with all this engineering the site plans and the permitting approvals and the changes and modifications and it's it's just running uh, all the public water and sewer and the infrastructure and everything this literally can take years from a piece of raw land community development it is not a problem at all to take two to three years to and that's fast to get a community with that's lightning 100 fast. 200 300 or more homes on it that can take three years to five years easily some of these communities are still in the works that have been longer than that and so what we're starting to take a look at is to say hey how much government and red tape what can be changed fast line approved streamlined have some more employees come in get some more help or whatever it is i understand smart building i understand that we can't throw out all the codes and rules and regulations and fun things like that just to throw up housing and, and such like that and do something that could create more of an issue later but at the same time it does make you wonder um what's going to happen with some of this stuff like that so from start to finish a home site community like i said takes three to four years or more to even get the first home built and right now over 75 percent or so of our local proposed developments in Frederick County is already under construction. Thus, we'll be finished up in the next few years, three or four years, and which means down the road in five to ten years from now, if things don't change, uh, what it's looking like is we could potentially even see more problems with having the inventory in our area, which, as you know, is only going to cause values in this area to kind of go skyrocketing and such like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. So the other big thing is rate continuing to decline opens up a little bit more affordability, which is causing more demand. I'm definitely seeing more buyers now. Come, on, I've gotten really busy this last week. I've got three, four homes getting ready to um, sell in the market. We just got another buyer under contract that was going to wait a little bit longer and, and all that. And so there's no doubt about it. I am feeling it and seeing it. And um, even this morning, um, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, what happened. It was pretty interesting. So the average price of the United States right now is just shy of four, almost $398,000 in our area. It's just about, as we've known, 500000 which is about $100,000 more or about seven to $750 a more month in average payment than even above the national average. And I've seen some amazing YouTube videos that are talking about that the average home in America, this middle class, just to get into something, the average income needs to be instead of $78,000, Terry, it's now $118,000. Is that just because the rate's going up? Yeah. Yeah. Affordability and all that kind of stuff like that. So last thing, I have one more minute that was interesting, Terry. Um, two things real quick. Getting ready for the Arctic blast. What is on the horizon? What's on the way? Make sure you turn off all your water if vacant properties. <laughs> Make sure you turn up the heat some, get some insulation, get electric heat tapes, you name it, pipes, space heaters. Um, making sure you take the precautions because it's going to get really cold next week. Um, and all that good stuff like that. So what happened this week, Terry? I mean, today had a uh, person from Emmitsburg call me. They just want to get a home valuation, but they don't want me to see the property. 
it is almost impossible to be able to give a good evaluation without seeing a con- condition takes up such a big aspect Huge. of this. So we're going to talk more about this. Hey, guys, stay warm. NFL has all these cold games. I'm glad we're not in Arrowhead Stadium on Kansas City because it's going to be crazy. Take care. Happy buying itself. We'll see you guys next week on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Meg Goller with Community Title Network. Experience close to home. Community Title Network is the most trusted title and settlement partner for real estate professionals, buyers, and sellers. Our team is comprised of the most skilled and experienced underwriters in our region to ensure your rights are secured as an owner or as a lender. We combine that with our skilled and experienced attorneys, settlement agents, and processing staff who ensure a smooth closing experience. Our Frederick office is conveniently located along Carroll Creek in downtown Frederick. For your next settlement, Give Community Title Network a call. We're at 301-304-6620. At Community Title Network, we challenge the norm. Where good is the benchmark for many, we aim for greatness. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244. 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.